sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after live right here on this Monday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid and I am Ben Stevens. We continue going around the Major League Baseball Diamond here on this Monday. Plays for you, props for you in the home stretch of this season where every day, every contest has significance to the Major League Baseball standings and that playoff race, both wild cards and divisions up for grabs. We'll touch on the end of the NFL preseason, the National Football League regular season less than two weeks away, and look back one final time on week zero of college football before week one starts on Thursday. Everybody at the FBS level getting their year started this upcoming Weekend. We go around the world of sports here to start off our number two. Team USA at the 2023 FIBA World Cup in action for game number two against Greece as we speak. Right now, the Americans up by 22 points as the third quarter nears a close. 79-56 make that 23 points the advantage for Team USA over the Greeks. It's a 28 and a half point live spread in favor of Team USA. They entered as a 22 and a half point favorite to win Group C. Those odds off the board at this moment. In the second game for the Americans right now, they took care of New Zealand over the weekend. A minus 1300 number for Team USA to reach the semifinals. Minus 240 to play in the championship game and the odds on favorite at minus 145 right now for Team USA to win the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Again, about to end quarter number three for Team USA in their second game so far at the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Nearly a 25-point lead for Team USA over Team Greece. It was a championship, a finale in the FedEx Cup yesterday at the Tour Championship in Atlanta at Eastlake for the 2023 PGA Tour season. And there is no hotter golfer on planet Earth right now then Victor Hovland. As Jim Nen said in his final call, the season-long victor. As Victor Hovland wins the 2023 FedEx Cup. He entered with the second-best starting stroke position at 8 under par. He was a 5-1 to one favorite to win the tournament before things got underway. But well behind Scotty Scheffler, who entered Eastlake for the second consecutive PGA Tour finale with the best starting stroke position at 10 under. But Hovland overtakes him. He has been unreal. He won the final two of three FedEx Cup tournaments. History at Olympia Field in Chicago last week at the BMW Championship. Yesterday, more and more and more scoring out of Hovland. He finishes at 27 under par. He was minus 800 entering Sunday. Keep an eye on the Norwegian as part of Team Europe at the Ryder Cup next month. The end of September in Rome. He is going to be very difficult to beat for Team USA. Lionel Messi made his debut in Major League Soccer in just MLS action in a game in New York against the Red Bulls on this 
weekend. And Lionel Messi continues to dazzle in Major League Soccer. We welcome in first our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after live on this Monday. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. On Saturday night, Messi made his Major League Soccer debut. He's played in the League's Cup, but the first MLS game actually in regular season action for an Inter-Miami team that's at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, but not with Messi. Inter-Miami wins 2-0. Messi came on as a sub in the 60th minute, scored a dazzling goal in the 89th, a pass that really boggles the mind, then got it back on a little give-and-go to find the back of the net. So Inter-Miami has been perfect with Leo Messi right now in their MLS action. This is his first true MLS game. Of course, a League's Cup title already as well. Game of the year five tonight in Brooklyn between the Liberty and the Aces in the WNBA. Las Vegas booked as a point-and-a-half favorite, but it's the same number now on the money line. Minus 110 for the Aces, minus 110 for the Libs. A total of 173-and-a-half. In the four previous meetings, all games have been decided by at least 13 points. The Liberty have taken two. The Aces have taken two. Las Vegas victorious in the most recent one. Regular season action, but just two days prior to that, in the Commissioner's Cup final in Las Vegas. It was the New York Liberty triumphant with a title. The only time they've played in New York, the Liberty won by 38 points. And a shout out to Simone Biles over the weekend in the United States Gymnastics Championship. She wins her record eighth all around title after missing competition action for two years. At the age of 26 as well, she becomes the oldest all-around title winner in the history of United States women's gymnastics. Big action as well in the Empire State, in the greater New York City area, getting underway today, the 2023 United States Open. The final Grand Slam event this year in the world of tennis gets started at 11 a.m. Eastern time within the hour. Novak Djokovic is the favorite. He is on center court at Arthur Ashe Stadium tonight under the lights in primetime. Coco Goff. It's been the so- summer of Coco for the American youngster. She's a minus 1250 favorite in her opening match. Iga Sviantek is the favorite, a hefty favorite in her opening match as well. We'll go around the daily bases in Major League Baseball up next on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to this Monday Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. We start off this new week with the daily basis. Craig Mish joins us live right here on this Monday on TMA. Of course, the host of Newswire. That starts in about 45 minutes at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And our Major League Baseball insider all around the grid as well. Craig, each and every day we talk, each and every day feels even more significant in the stretch run of this Major League Baseball season. How was your weekend taking in all the action around the bigs? Uh, it, it was awesome. It was great to see college football back on as well. I actually went to a game this weekend. I went to the Marlins Nationals game on Saturday. And full transparency on this one, Ben, I, uh, my son had a baseball game in the morning. And then we went mm. to that game in the afternoon. 
and the Marlins took a two to one lead going into the ninth inning. Uh, and and my son, after seeing that, said, "I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> I don't care what happens." Uh, going into the night, and they ended up losing. So maybe it was prophetic in in his mind, but naturally I enjoy very much actually going to the games. I know a lot of people don't anymore. They just like to watch them on TV, but we always have a great time at the ballpark. We love to see that. And Craig, we have just over a month or so left in this regular season with playoff positioning front and center. And in the National League wildcard race, Craig, it has been truly wild. The Giants avoid a sweep yesterday at home against Atlanta, but they've still dropped 14 of their last 20. The Reds lost three of four this weekend in the desert. Both Cincinnati and San Francisco now, Craig, a game and a half back of the Diamondbacks that currently occupy that third and final National League wild card position. The two face off against each other tonight by the Bay. The Giants, a slight home favorite. Craig, every game in the National League wild card race is now incredibly important. What do you expect in this one tonight in San Francisco? Yeah, this looks like a really tight game. By the way, San Francisco, Ben, did they need that win last night? Oh, my gosh, they had to win there. I mean, they're falling back. I mean, remember, at one point, the Giants were the second wild card trailing Philly by, like, a game or two, and now they've fallen out of yeah. that picture. You know, there there seems to be this narrative that it's like when two wild card teams play against each other, oh, they're going to beat each other up. That is only the case when one team sweeps the other inevitably the rest of the teams in the wild card are going to look at the series and after it's over you're going to see no movement because they're so close to each other so if one team in the series sweeps the other it could be a knockout that that's that's a guarantee but unless that happens it's just literally the same standings are going to look almost identical after they get through this three game series what do i expect to happen at some point i do think the reds are going to fall off uh i i know they've they've stayed in this a very long time but to me, their pitching just isn't on par with some of the other teams in the National League. And again, the Giants haven't played well either, but I do expect San Francisco to come on top in the series. San Francisco, a minus money favorite, minus 134 at home tonight in San Francisco. Most teams have 30 to 32 games left in this MLB regular season to make up that playoff ground if possible. So, Craig, both teams, San Francisco and Cincy, a game and a half back now of the surging Diamondbacks were only a half game behind Chicago. The Cubs three games back of the Philadelphia Phillies. Craig, the Phillies seem like they have solidified that top spot, but the final two might still be up for grabs. Is the wild card race in the National League, Craig Mish, in your estimation, still in fact that wild? Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think your assessment is correct. The, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to make the postseason, and so it just comes down to about five or six teams for two spots. I think the Padres now can start looking toward next year. I don't anticipate them making it. So it comes down to can the Cubs essentially play just above 500, Ben, the rest of the way? If they do, they're getting in the postseason. Can the Diamondbacks play a couple of games over 500 the rest of the way? Yeah. If so, they're getting in. So what does it mean? It means either the Giants, the Reds, or the Marlins have to have this epic run toward the end of the season to get into the postseason. Other than that, I do think those first three teams that you're looking at get in, but far be it from me, Ben, to say, hey, look, who knows? The Giants may win 10 games in a row, and that could put them right there in the mix. Something like that, that we're at the point where something like that is going to have to happen. The projection I have at this point, I'm not even sure 85 wins gets you in. 
Because what I think is going to happen is the last couple of weeks, Ben, you're going to start to see teams just completely done and playing kids. It's going to help the Cubs, going to help the Diamondbacks, going to help the Giants too. If that indeed is the case, teams like Miami, Cincinnati, and San Francisco are going to have to push a lot harder than they would have if their record was what it was a month ago. Listen, we've seen the Diamondbacks already do that. After a dismal start to the second half, Arizona's won 12 of their last 15. Craig, it was the Cubbies that got off to a wonderful start in the second half of this season Mm -hmm. following the all-star break to get in this position chicago currently finds itself the cubbies at home tonight in wrigley hosting the hottest team in mlb the milwaukee brewers the brew crew has won eight straight games craig to take a four game advantage for that top spot in the national league central will milwaukee the hottest team in major league baseball right now craig continue its win streak tonight in wrigley and continue to pace the division yeah, another tough one to call because, again, quality of pitcher still factors in here. I know the Cubs are at home. You see a high total there, so it could come down to bullpens at the end of this game. But far be it for me to fade Milwaukee at this point. I think in order for the Cubs, by the way, I, I know that you showed the odds there to win the division, and they're a pretty significant long shot at this point. I think that could change yeah. if the Cubs win this series, though. They have to win this series. They lose this series they're going to fall a game further back with less than 30 to go, so that's not going to happen. The Reds are not going to win the division. You know those other two teams are out. But uh, Brewers are playing great baseball uh, right now. By the way, uh, Milwaukee still has seven games against Miami coming up left, too. So that should be interesting to see how they fare off there. Miami has been struggling to score runs. A minus 340 price for the Brewers right now. A heavy favorite to win the National League Central in a four-game lead, riding this eight-game win streak, but a slight underdog tonight inside the friendly confines. Out west in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Mariners, Craig, the other hottest team in MLB. They are this month 19-5 and in the month of August, and the M's, Craig, taking advantage of their easy series over the weekend against the Royals. They swept KC winning three straight. They've won nine of their last 10. Another easier one for the Mariners, at least on paper, against the Oakland Athletics, Craig, starting tonight and through this midweek portion. How crucial is it for Seattle to take advantage of these perhaps easier matchups, knowing the gauntlet that lays ahead at the end of the year if the Mariners want to hold on to the top spot in the American League West? I think this is a very underrated story of the season, Not the Mariners. The underrated part, Ben, is the fact that teams are getting right in a huge way against Kansas City and Oakland this season. Listen, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment here, but I simply don't recall one league having two of the worst teams that we've seen in a decade. I mean, both Kansas City and Oakland have just been so awful all season long. And if you look at anybody's schedule and you look at a win streak, And it's almost like within a five, six game winning streak, you see those wins coming against Oakland or Kansas City. It seems like it's happening with every team this year. The Cubs, this is how they got hot too. Uh, Seattle's probably going to sweep Oakland. You know, let's get real here. I mean, this is a problem for Major League Baseball to have two significant teams just non-competitive completely. And and how are they going to fix this, by the way, with Oakland in the next couple of years before they move? I don't know the answer. The Mariners nearly a $3 favorite at home tonight against the A's. Seattle a one-game lead in the American League West, and yet it's the Astros the slight favorite at this moment. The M's a game up on both the Rangers and the Strohs. All right, quickly here, Craig. About 40 seconds left in this segment. What's the DFS slate looking like for this Monday? Yeah, a lot of pitchers over 10,000 tonight, but the one we're going to go with is Blake Snell against the Cardinals. The Cardinals just do not seem competitive at this point. 
So we'll play Snell for San Diego. And then Bobby Wood Jr. has been so hot in the last month. I know he's priced up at yeah. four. We'll play him tonight at shortstop. The Padres swept over the weekend by the Brewers. San Diego now nine games below 500 and eight games back of the National League wildcard. Craig Mish, we'll see you in just a little bit on Newswire starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. More of the morning after. That's up next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. If it is a Monday, that means you get the prop perspective from the jack of all trades. The home run prop king, Tom Vecchio from FanDuel, joins us here on this Monday to set the stage for Major League Baseball and an early look at the National Football League regular season less than two weeks away. Vecchio, thank you for joining us all as always, the preseason now in the books. The regular season on the horizon. The stretch run of this Major League Baseball regular season. And Vecchio, as you told me during the commercial break, college football underway. And Tom Vecchio started a perfect 3-0. and So Vecchio, thank you for joining us here on this Monday on the morning after. Yeah, thanks for having me. A lot going on at this time of the year. Uh, you know, roster cutdowns for the NFL, them getting finalized, obviously pushing to the final portion of the MLB season. I am ready to go. So, Vecchio, tonight in Los Angeles, a duel between divisional foes where the Dodgers have wrapped up the National League West for what is going to be the 11th time in their last 12 years. L.A. is 20-5 and in the month of August. But on the other side, the Arizona Diamondbacks have shown some resiliency in the last two weeks, Vecchio, to come all the way back and take the third National League wildcard spot. Arizona has won 12 of their last 15 games. The National League Cy Young frontrunner, Zach Gallen, on the bump tonight in Los Angeles for the Diamondbacks and yet LA nearly a dollar and a half favorite so Vecchio what does the hot play out of both of these sides tonight do to the props that you're looking at well I don't love you know any pitcher going up against the Dodgers but the reality of the situation is that Gallon is awesome and this just has me leaning on a lot of understanding the, the under on the game overall you know, we have a full slate game so I'm not particularly in love with anything when it comes to the Dodgers side I know cross-country flight from them yesterday. Gallon's awesome. Like, he's probably going to win the Cy Young. Like, this just isn't my favorite spot. I think this really should have a, a nice playoff-type like feel tonight, and that just means this game's going to end mm. like 3-1 to one on either side. Gallon into slight minus, minus money now, minus 105 to win that National League Cy Young Award. I will just say this about Zach Gallon: 11-1 at home in Phoenix in the desert with a 179 ERA. On the road, he's a different pitcher. Three and four this year with a 4-4-6 ERA tonight in Los Angeles. And Vecchio, not just the individuals on the bump, but everything they do offensively and in the field. We have seen a favorite flip in the National League MVP race. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been booked as a hefty odds-on favorite for the Braves all year long virtually until the past few days where Mookie Betts is now the odds-on favorite at a minus 140 price. Tom Vecchio, do you agree with the market movement we have seen in the NL MVP odds? I do, and you know, I was here a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Acuna versus Freeman, and I guess the real answer was Mookie Betts. 
Uh, just yeah. what he's do- doing every single night, seemingly every, not just every night, every time he's at the plate, he's doing something. And, you know, when we're looking at some of these baseline stats here, it's like, I don't know how we weren't considering Mookie earlier in the year, uh, you know, for the NL MVP. I guess, uh, you know, Cunha's running away with it, and you're seeing, like, oh, he's on pace for this many home runs. He's on pace for 70 stolen bases, whatever it is. The, the Braves are breaking all these records. Yeah. Um, I, I'm totally on board with it. I have uh, – I, I would vote for Mookie at this point just because what he, he does. And, you know, between – I don't want to say the votes are going to take away from each other with what Freddie Freeman is doing because he's having probably an awesome season and, and realistically underrated. But I, you can't go wrong with any of these players at this point. Mookie Betts reminding all of Fenway what Boston lost when they dealt Mookie Betts to Los Angeles over the weekend and yesterday, a perfect representation of it. Mookie Betts in the leadoff spot for L.A., three for five, his 35th home run of the year, three RBIs, scored two runs as the Dodgers took the series from Boston, a final score of seven to four. Vecchio, the hottest team right now, though, in Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers. They are riding an eight-game win streak. They now lead the National League Central by four games. They take on the team. They have the lead over by four games. The Cubs tonight in Wrigley. Chicago booked as a slight home money line favorite inside the friendly confines. Vecchio, what's the breakdown? Uh, well, first off, I love the Cubs tonight. It's just natural regression. You know, teams don't often go on nine, 10 game win streaks. I will take the opposing side of that basically every single time. You know, re- realistically, like Wade Miley on the mound for the Brewers just is a super average pitcher. I like Cody Bellinger to record an RBI tonight at plus 125. The fact that we're getting him at plus money is awesome. Wade Miley has a 23% striker rate versus lefties, which is like just barely above the league average. He's also allowing a 368 slugging and has a 291 bat, uh, Babbitt, which is batting average of balls in play. So he's just like so, so average. And even though this is a lefty-lefty matchup, Bellinger is actually better versus lefties this season compared to versus righties. He has a 167 WRC+. Plus versus lefties, along with a 242 ISO and a 418 Woba. So I will take plus money on Cody Bellinger, who's just been awesome this season. And yeah, Wade Miley, again, super average. I'm expecting regression from the, the Brewers overall. And I'll take the Cubs. I'll take yeah. the Cubs on the money line, Bellinger, RBI, you name it. A golden opportunity for Chicago to carve into that four-game lead Milwaukee has in the National League Central if there ever was one. But the Cubbies right now, Vecchio, in the second of three National League wildcard spots. We mentioned the hot play for Arizona. The D-backs back into the third spot. They have a game-and-a-half lead over both the Reds and the Giants. Vecchio, the wildcard race has been truly that. Wild in the National League. Do you still expect it to change virtually on a daily basis in the final month of this MLB regular season. Yeah, of course. I'm still, I've been high on the Phillies for a while. I got to keep rolling with them. But those next few spots are going to be changing, you know, every other night. It seems going to go on a two-game losing streak, a two-game winning streak. And, you know, I think I'll have to, like, dig into, like, strength of schedule remaining or, you know, whatever that win percentage remaining of, of opponents for these next few teams of if you want to take a position on it. I think that would be the route to go. Uh, when it comes yeah. to finding value, but flip-flopping every night, literally until the final week of the season, is probably what we're going to be seeing. The Mariners, Vecchio, were trying to make their way back into the wild card race in the American League, and then all of a sudden, Seattle has won 19 of their 24 games so far in August, and not only are the M's back into the playoff picture, they have a one-game lead. 
In the American League West, Seattle has won 11 of their last 12, taking advantage of an easy portion of their schedule, sweeping the Royals over the weekend. Tonight, they're nearly a $3 favorite at home in the Pacific Northwest against the Oakland Athletics, the worst team in baseball, the only team technically eliminated mathematically so far from playoff contention. So, Vecchio, from the prop perspective, when the line is this heavily juiced to one side and the Mariners are playing like one of the best teams in MLB, do you only look at one side in the prop? market uh yeah it's it's tough not to especially with the offense that the mariners are bringing like anyone in their lineup is hitting home runs uh you know frankly i, I would have to look the the run line and the odds on the run line because uh, that's you know that's what the money line is indicating they're expected to win they're expected to win big so i'd have to look at the odds on the run line but ultimately my favorite player prop for this game is gonna be brian Wu under six and a half strikeouts it's sitting at minus 116 and He's an exciting young pitcher for the Mariners. This is a super easy matchup going up against Oakland. He has a 25% strikeout rate. All that is great. The problem is that since the All-Star break, he's been over pitches, over 90 pitches just one time. He's routinely going under 85 pitches. So I'm more worried about him not getting deep enough into the game to pick up those strikeouts rather than the matchup. So I, I got to side with the under. They shouldn't push him out there too long, especially if they're trying to say, oh, this is an easy matchup. Let's just get our bullpen involved. Yeah. We're going to need him come September. So, Vecchio, those are the two Major League Baseball plays on this daily Monday slate. Cody Bellinger, an RBI tonight for the Cubs against the Brewers, and Brian Wu, under six and a half strikeouts for Seattle. Probably the Mariners, though, the win tonight against Oakland at home, a minus 270 money line favorite. And then we saw it there. Garrett Wilson, season-long prop, over seven and a half receiving touchdowns for the New York Jets, the reigning offensive rookie of the year in Vecchio. What a picture and display it was on Saturday night in MetLife. Aaron Rodgers, his debut in a Jets uniform, only played two offensive possessions, but the final one capped off by a 14-yard back shoulder fade across the pylon to none other than Garrett Wilson. Was it a small preview, Tom Vecchio, on Saturday what the New York Jets can expect offensively this season. Absolutely. And, you know, I spoke about this in depth uh, at the beginning of the month on a podcast about Garrett Wilson over seven and a half touchdowns. And when we look back to last year, he had 83 receptions, which were the 20th most in the league and the 16th most among, my, among wide receivers. He had over 1,100 yards, which were the 15th most in the yards and 14th among wide receivers. Despite all that, he had only four touchdowns, and we can equate that to largely just the Jets' offense being inefficient and just kind of bad overall. He had three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball, and he managed to succeed in all of that. So given what we are expecting from the Jets, their odds for the division, the odds for the, the Super Bowl, whatever it might be, he is expected to play a large role in the offense as he did last year. Touchdowns are variable. What's not really variable on a year-to-year basis is his you know, yards per target, yards per catch, yards after yeah. catch, his total target share. So when those are sticky and he was able to be successful in a bad offense last year, I have the, the highest expectations you could possibly have for him this year. So over seven and a half touchdowns is maybe one of my favorite props. Aaron Rodgers made his debut in a Jets uniform on Saturday night in preseason action. He was 5-8, 47 yards, a touchdown toss, and only two offensive possessions. Vecchio, here is the season-long regular season props on Aaron Rodgers. The two-time MVP in 2020 and 2021, but a career bad year last year in Green Bay. Which version of Aaron are we going to see this season in New York? I think it's going to be the resurgence to the MVP type, and it's got to be the 
passing touchdowns. I think the Jets are going to run the ball more than people expect. So I don't love the passing yards, but I love the touchdowns because I think they're going to be a very efficient offense when they get to the red zone. 28 and a hook for Aaron Rodgers. That's the passing touchdown number 3,800 and a half. His passing yardage prop prior to last year went over that number in four consecutive full seasons as a Green Bay Packer. Tom Vecchio, the home run prop king, the jack of all trades on full display here on this Monday. More with the odds up next on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You want the advice from the odds perspective? Who do we call on here? On this Monday, on the morning after on SportsGrid, that would be the consig. The conciliary Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary, live right here on this Monday on TMA. Sherapan, there is so much to get into. The NFL preseason now in the books. Cut day around the National Football League is tomorrow. We have less than two weeks until the National Football League season begins in 2023. College football already underway. Week zero Saturday now behind us as well. Setting up the first full week in college football that gets underway on Thursday. And of course, why not sprinkle it on top, the stretch run of this Major League Baseball regular season. Sherpan, are you ready for it all? Live right here on this Monday on the morning after? Every single week. Yes, sir. Ready? Look at the smile on your ear or on your face from ear to ear after you said college football and it started. Yes, yes, it has started. Um, although week zero was, was a good week for the books, I think the dogs went five and two. A uh, bunch of the games went under, so not yeah. surprising. But um, we're, we got big games this week coming up. We, we got you know everything going on, and um, yeah, it is cut down day tomorrow. So there, there's a lot of things in the NFL happening as well. A lot of moving parts, a lot of significance that will happen on a Tuesday for all 32 NFL organizations. Chairpan, you mentioned it. Yep. Dogs 5-2 and two against the spread in the seven FBS Week 0 games. A couple winning outright. Jacksonville State, welcome to the FBS level. Please. An outright win over UTEP. We had UMass putting up 41 points, Sherapan. <laughs> the yeah. second worst scoring offense in the country a season ago. Scored 41. Shout out to the yes. Minutemen under Don Brown. But one of the underdogs that normally has been a really good underdog wasn't on Saturday across the pond no. in Dublin. It was Navy getting blown out by Notre Dame. The 13th ranked Irish covering as a 20 and a half point favorite. Thoroughly dominant all four quarters 42 to 3 the final sharepan knowing that navy as an underdog running the triple option in the last decade was 36 and 24 against the spread hitting at a 60% rate was nowhere close to covering on saturday were you surprised no. how dominant notre dame was no we had talked about it oh. um between bostonia versus the book and with like carver and lisi not surprised at all Notre Dame looked really good. They actually they have a quarterback that may, you know, contend for the Heisman. They have a lot of uh, skilled position players. Their line was dominant. The coach enthusiastic. All of the things that I think in year two, 
show themselves very well. And um, not surprised the game went under. That was kind of surprising. There was a lot of people that had been hoping that it went over, but it's the first sweat uh, of the season. And Irish backers, not those just in. Did you say Dublin? Is that the way you said Dublin? Dublin. Dublin. Like take Samillion. Oh. I'm not going to do too much of an Irish accent, but yeah. <laughs> Please don't it. Don't do that again. But it's not bad. Dublin. It's not What's bad. Wrong? Yeah. Top of the morning to you. That's not as good. Go ahead. Sorry, Sheriff. You threw me off. That's fine. A lot of people excited about their season win bet on Notre Dame, right? Eight and a half was the total. They look like they're going to get nine wins. They got big games coming up uh, this season. There's three of them. But, yeah, what? what? You're going to do the Irish accent all season if this team's going to be in it, aren't you? 100%. 100%. If you were watching college football today on Saturday, Notre Dame is in my college football playoff. I don't know how, Sherapan, but I've become an Irish sympathizer, that of Notre Dame, and the country seems pretty good as well. Who Guinness is awesome. But, Sherapan, over eight and a half is what I bet before the year got underway because if I think Notre Dame even sniffs the CFP, they need at least 11 wins. And, yes, the win total is still 8.5. The over now more juice after a perfect 1-0 start with Sam Hartman, with Audric Estime, with Marcus Freeman at the helm for year number two. When you said it seems like they're going to win nine games, though, I never want to put things, you know, jinxing out in the atmosphere. But I guess if the sportsbook conciliary says it, that's fine. So let me ask you, Sherapan, when you see yes. the outlook for Notre Dame, what do the odds yes. tell you about what success looks like in 2023 for the Fighting Irish? Well, it's it's right around that number, right? Like the games they're supposed to win, especially after what they look like on Saturday, they're going to win. Yep. It's those three, um, what did I say, difficult games? I mean, it's – it's it, and that includes the USC game, who, who played it on does. Saturday as well. And they looked pretty good. San Jose State put up some, some points against them. So it's a different type of thing, right, where Notre Dame plays Navy and Navy puts up a field goal only, despite the fact they missed a couple and probably should have gone over for the guys that were watching. Yep. Uh, USC is yep. going to play a little bit of different style, right? USC is going to gonna just – we're going to score 50 every game. And in doing so, your college football playoff, I think your Notre Dame has to have everything happen right, Benjamin. But you – doing the the Irish accent all season, I'm on board with that. So if that means them winning 11 games, I'll sign for that right now for you. Quickly here, I'll just say this about my assessment of Notre Dame, knowing those three critical games at home against Ohio State week four, September 23rd, hosting USC the middle of October, and then in November, a road trip to Clemson, South Carolina. Sherpan, if they win two of those three, not only does that benefit Notre Dame and their outlook to make the college football playoff, it makes the margin of error for the Buckeyes, the Trojans, and the Tigers in the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC, respectively, all that much more difficult. Difficult because there's not wiggle room then in conference play as we have not seen a two-loss team mm. ever make the CFP in the now nine-year history of this manner of deciding a national champion. Georgia is the favorite, Sherapan. They're looking to win three consecutive national championships, trying to become the yep. first solo back-to-back-to-back 
three consecutive national title winner since 1936, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers did it. So from the odds perspective, Sherapan, you see the price there. Short on the Bulldogs, plus 220. Nearly $4 until you get to Alabama and the rest of the field. What stands out most about the odds as it pertains to the hunt for a college football playoff national championship? Well, the ones that are all single digits tell me that it's going to be two of those are in. Just don't know which two specifically yet. Mm. Uh, if things play out a certain way, it could be three. But, Benjamin, you know which one sticks out to me. I think it seems to yeah. be pretty obvious. It's yeah. the Penn State one. What did you think? It's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. But you know I went to Penn State. We're so excited. Amen, I've talked to people all week here in town, talked a little bit about college football, and everybody kept going, Dave. You're breaking out the Penn State stuff this year. Like, you're breaking out the Got old it. Penn State stuff that still fits 30 years later. Yes, it still fits. And, yes, I'm breaking it out. I'm going to be talking about it all season long, and I will become completely insufferable if they beat Ohio State and are undefeated going into the Michigan game. I'm sorry, Benjamin. Forget about your Notre Dame future and them being in the college football playoff well, because you're going to have to make room for the blue and white. We are Penn State. Please. Ooh, that was nice. Listen, yeah. I also have Penn State in my college football playoff as the champions out I, of the Big Ten. What? I believe this is fun. Yeah, that I do. <laughs> Who I'm else do you Penn have State in backer. That's, that's two, though, that are down on the list. You have to have two yeah. chalks with it then, right? Two, you have to. Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Clemson. Wow. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get to invite the middle of the country to the college football playoff party. That's what you're saying. What do you mean the middle of the country? It's like the South, well, Notre the Dame. Northeast. I mean, yeah, South Bend, Notre I guess. Dame and Penn yeah. State. Yeah, Notre Dame and Penn State. That I mean, usually not invited to that party. It's a it's a southern party that's pretty much exclusive, and we can't come. I mean, they let a big ten I mean, team show up every once in a while, but yeah. It's everybody down below the Mason-Dixon line. No? Well, the Big Ten has made seven of the nine college football playoffs as a conference as a whole. Penn State, not yet. Notre Dame has right. been there multiple times as well, one of seven schools in the country with at least two appearances. So, I mean, I, I yeah. hear your point. All right, Sheriff, and quickly oh. here, let's transition yes. to the National Football League. A big deal over the weekend that really doesn't affect the odds, however. San Francisco trading Trey Lance, the guy they selected third overall in the 2021 NFL Draft, to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick this upcoming April in 2024's yeah. NFL Draft. Sherapan, how did you assess this deal between two longtime NFC rivals, the Cowboys and the Niners? Well, I'm glad they found Trey Lance a place to go that wanted him and uh, might provide an opportunity. And I was impressed with the way San Francisco said, it's not going to work out here. Um, we made a mistake, and we have to move on from it. So both parties made an assessment, said we're going, we're done, that's it. Uh, as far as affecting the odds, uh, not even a blip on the radar. Not even one yeah. thing came up, not one discussion. Uh, second string, maybe third string quarterback getting traded doesn't move anything in any risk room on planet Earth. Yeah, 
Absolutely so. Maybe the only thing it moved, Sheriff Pan, was the line for the Niners preseason finale. They were a seven and a half point favorite entering Friday before the deal, dealing Trey Lance yeah. to Dallas in their finale against the Chargers. LA won 23 to 12. The Niners will go with Brock Purdy and then Sam Darnold as the backup quarterback by the Bay. Sheriff Pan, let me ask you about the NFC Championship odds. We're 10 days away from the start of the mm-hmm. National Football League regular season. The Birds are the favorites, plus three. 30. Then the Niners, 4-1. to one. Then the Cowboys, 6-1. to one. And then the Lions and a host of teams we haven't really seen as playoff contenders in the last few NFL seasons. Sherpin, how up in the air do you believe the NFC championship race is in 2023? Well, I mean, again, based on discussions I had with a lot of people that were in town and, and you know, people we've had on the show, it's a two-horse race. I kept hearing it over and over and over. It's going to take an injury, an upset, or a bad year by one of the two Eagles or Niners to want to have one of them not be in the NFC Championship. It's trying to figure out the other piece of that puzzle. And by those numbers, mm-hmm. you can see the books are letting you bet it. It's not any secret. It can be almost any one of the rest of the uh, teams on that list the love yeah. for the Lions is real, both at the window, in the content space, and all over the place. It's not just the Detroit thing. It's not just the Thanksgiving, uh, you know, fandom thing. They're betting the yeah. Lions like they're going to be, you know, NFC North champs and in the playoffs. They are the favorites to win the NFC North. Detroit last yeah. won a divisional title some 30 years ago. An 8-1 to one number on the Lions. Share pan to me. I look at the top of the NFC and the only team I truly have confidence in where I don't have many outstanding questions remaining following preseason and the end of camp. It is the reigning NFC title winners in the Philadelphia Eagles. Share pan, a ton of fun with you here on this Monday, on the morning after on Sports Grid. Cubs, money line tonight to snap the eight game win streak for the Brewers? The baseball. The, yeah, the baseball. I got the, I bought the, what the glasses, the baseball stuff. All right, I got it. You got to take that it. guy's got Go everything ahead. you need. More the morning after a best bet with baseball up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after. Rounding out two hours together to start off this new week. It's the opening day. It's Monday. Live right here on TMA. Sirius XM, Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Sports Grid Network, and that includes the new Sports Grid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. Look at There's the QR code on your screen. I turned the wrong way. Look at it. There's the QR code on your screen. Quickly scan that, and all of our information, insight, and data is in the palm of your hand. It's at the Apple Store. It's at the Play Store. If you have an iOS phone, an Android phone, it does not matter. Five-star plays available in the Sports Grid app each and every day in your favorite sport, your favorite league, your favorite team. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. I have a five-star play, I hope. A best bet for you before we round out this show as well. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it is time for Bye Bye Bye. 
The Los Angeles Dodgers, one of the hottest teams in baseball in the month of August, 20-5 and five for L.A. Tonight, they take on one of the hottest teams in MLB over the past two weeks at home at the Ravine, the Diamondbacks. Arizona has won 12 of their last 15 games, and Arizona now has a game-and-a-half lead for the third and final National League wildcard spot. Arizona is sending out their National League Cy Young favorite pitcher, the ace of the staff, Zach Gallon tonight in Los Angeles. You will see there the Dodgers a home money line favorite. Now, the Dodgers have a team total tonight of four and a half. It's a number L.A. has gone over in five consecutive games, but I'm not so focused on that component of a hot offense for L.A. Zach Gallon should be the National League Cy Young favorite. He's 11-1 with a 1.79 ERA at home in the desert, but on the road... He's 3-4 and four with a 4-4-6 ERA. Dodgers over their team total of 4.5 tonight against the Diamondbacks. That does it for this Monday, live right here on the morning after. We're back tomorrow on a Tuesday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow.